Let's open in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for the opportunity to open your word and to share. We ask that you will guide and lead us in all that we look at in these verses and that you will show us what you would have us to see. And we just thank you in your son's precious name. Amen. Amen. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 5, which is one of my favorite genealogies. <laughs> and I know this is one of those chapters where most people get to it on their their uh, yearly, yearly readings, they kind of go, and they all begat each other, and they jump to the end of the chapter. <laughs> uh, I used to do that, and I'll be honest, I used to do that, but I love this, chap this, this chapter. And because this chapter gives us so much information on it. Uh, two weeks ago, we looked at the evil line of Cain. Last week, we looked at the fact that in the year that, Eno in the lifetime of Enos, that men began to worship God. And then we're going to look at this genealogy. And this genealogy covers the time from creation to, the, to 1,536 years after creation. And this is where this genealogy ends. So there are a lot of people, especially the liberal, liberal theologians and a lot of people who say that this genealogy just cannot be true. You know, you'll hear it all the time. You'll have people go, well, they skipped a bunch of generations. Why are they, why are they going to do that? Because they're trying to fit thousands and millions of years into the, into the Bible. And this, this is very clear. When we read through it, it says this person begat this, this child at this, at this, and they were this old, and they lived this longer and had, and then it gives us a total years of life. Uh, it is literal. It is exact. We can believe it. And it gives us a strong time frame. And I'm just going to bring some things out that I've always thought was interesting. And first, we'll read it, and you all get to laugh at me as I get to say all these names. <laughs> Genesis 5, starting at verse 1. This is the book of the generation of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam, and the day that they were created. And Adam lived 130 years, and he begat a son in his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth. And at and the days of Adam after he begat, had begotten Seth were 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. And Seth lived 105 years, and he begat Enos. And Seth lived after he begat Enos 807 years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. And Enos lived 90 years and begat Canaan. And Enos lived after he begat Canaan 815 years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enos were 905 years, and he died. And Canaan lived 70 years and begat Mahalalel. And Canaan lived after he begat Mahalalel. That's the hardest name of the whole list. 840 years, and he begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Canaan were 910 years, and he died. And Mahalalel lived 65 years, and he begat Jared, and, and Mahalalel lived after he begat Jared 830 years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, and he died. And Jared lived 62 years, and he begat Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. And Enoch lived 65 years, and he begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God, and he begat, after he begat Methuselah 300 years, and he begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Enoch were 365 years. 
And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And Methuselah lived for 187 years and begat Lemek, and Methuselah lived after he begat Lemek 782 years and begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. And Lemek lived, lived 182 years, and he begat a son, and he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed. And Lemek lived after he begat Noah 505 years and begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Lemek were 777 years, and he died. And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. All right, so we're going to look at just a few interesting things out of this, out of this, because we read these numbers, and these numbers seem big, they seem large, but we really don't always think about this. Uh, when we did Genesis in uh, the Wednesday class, I actually handed out a graph that I had done a long time ago and still have that shows all these ages on a, on a graph, which makes it very interesting to look at. Because we start out in, in the first verse, it says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that the Lord created man, in the likeness of God made he him. So he goes right back to the very beginning, the very first chapter, God created man. As in case we forgot in the, four, in, the, in the previous four chapters, he's going to go, God created man. And this is the generation of Adam, which goes all the way to us. <laughs> okay. We all have two descendants that are all common to every single one of us that we know, Adam and Eve and Noah and his wife and one, and one of his sons <laughs> and their wives. So we all can know our oldest parents. Uh, but God created him and he was made in God's likeness. We've talked about this when we talked about the first ones. Being made in God's likeness does not mean that we are God. There's a whole bunch of people out there who want to believe that people are God. They'll, uh, they'll go so far as to say everything is God. God is God and everything is his creation. Okay, well, we're created in his likeness. We have emotions. We have creativity. We, can, we think. We, we can evaluate. And he says he created male and female and he blessed them and called, and this is an interesting thing, called their name Adam. When God looked at Adam and Eve... He saw just one. He didn't see two. And this is what he says when, when people get married, they are joined together and God sees one during that, after that event. And so we look at this and it says that Adam lived 130 years and he begat a son in his likeness after his own image and called his name Seth. Now the one thing we know about this statement is this is not his first son. We've just been covering this. He's got Cain and Abel. Cain is destroyed. Cain is killed, killed Abel. And then the reward to the Eve when she got Seth was, I have been given another son. A reason I point this out is too many times when we read this, we think that we're being told the firstborn son of each of these individuals, and that probably is not true. We're being told a son of that individual that matters. And why does it matter? Because we're given the righteous line that leads to Noah. Okay? And so they don't care about any of the other children that are born to these, to these people. They care only about the one that leads to the righteous line. And so I bring that out because I've, I, for years I used to think, well, this was their oldest child. But it's something that I've just realized is that it's not the oldest child. It is just a child that they had. And it gives the, day that that, the date that that child was born and continues, and it all leads to Noah. 
Now we're building a righteous line as opposed to the unrighteous line of Seth that comes into play on our next chapter. So we look at this, and so Adam gave birth to Seth, and it says that he lived for 930 years. I want to put this in perspective. Adam lived long enough to see all the way to Lemek being born. Okay? He did not get to see Noah. Okay? He would have never have known Noah. He died before Noah was born. By just a few, or just by a little bit, he died 126 years before Noah was born. The reason I do that is I want to put it in perspective. We talk about these long lives, and we don't realize how much overlap there is in these lives. Okay? The world is getting more and more sinful all the way up to Noah's day, and they could have always gone back and gone to talk to great-great-great-great-great-grandpa Adam to hear the story directly of how God created the world and how, how much they had been missing from, from uh, sin. And I just want to bring that out because many times we don't think about that. We just think, you know, here he was, he's dead, and he's gone, and, and we don't think about the overlap of this, in this statement. And then we go into Seth. Seth gives birth to Enos. And there's nothing really special said about Seth. He lives to be 912 years. He also misses seeing Noah, but he only misses him by 14 years. Okay, so we're seeing these guys are living way into the evilness of the generation of this world. And can you imagine how sad it would have made, especially Adam as he watched the destruction of the world that God created perfect? He lives to be close to when the world is going to be judged and the pain. And can you imagine the guilt that belongs to that pain knowing that it's his fault that all of this is getting like this? And wanting his children to follow God, wanting them to behave, wanting them to, to seek after God, and watching them make more and more bad decisions toward God. I can't imagine what that would have been like. And yet, this is, what it, this is where he's at. And after, after Seth was born Enos, and we were told in the previous chapter that in Enos' day, they called out to God. And we talked about that last, last week, how they changed, the, changed to seeking after God. And Enos lived 87, to the day when Noah was 87 years old. Okay? Long before the, the call of Noah at 500, but he was able to meet Noah, see Noah. They're calling on God's name. Is it possible that because of Noah's birth that the men called on God's name on Enos' day? Because it didn't say they started calling because Enos was born, but in his lifetime they called upon God. And so anywhere, anywhere at all in that 905 years, they could have started calling on God, and it might very well have been the last 87 years. But we just look at this and say, all that was going on, all that's happening in, all, in this day, Enos is going to give birth to Canaan. There's nothing said about Canaan. He lived in 910 years, so he's going to live into Noah's time as well. We're going to skip Mahalel. <laughs> Jared gives birth to Enoch. And again, there's not much said about Jared other than he gave birth to Enoch. 
But we're going to talk about Enoch. Enoch is a special individual. He may also have been the one that started calling on God because he only lives to be 365 years old in a time when everybody's living to be 900. And it's kind of an amazing thing because he just sticks out. That, that number sticks out like a sore thumb when you're reading this genealogy. He lived to be 365 years old. <laughs> and it says he was not for God took him. The word for took here literally means to be snatched away. Okay. He was basically the first person to be raptured from this world. He got taken from this world to be into God's presence. Which tells you that he must have been a very godly man who sought after God in a very interesting day and age. And God took him out. He's the, well, he was the youngest one that's recorded as having, having passed away. Um, he's also in this list one of only two people who die before their fathers die. And he even dies before his, great, his grandfather and great-grandfather because he has such a lot short life and he doesn't technically die. He's taken straight to heaven. Okay, But he's one of two people who are taken before their parents in this list. So we, we just, just to bring this out, it's kind of an interesting thought pattern here. Then we see that Enoch gave birth to Methuselah. Now Methuselah is the opposite side of this. He's the oldest one on this list, and he lives to be only 969 years old. Interesting enough is when he dies, he dies in the same year as the flood. Now that doesn't necessarily mean he died in the flood, but I have my suspicion that he died in the flood. But he is the oldest man that's recorded on this list. And he dies the year that the flood occurs. And most likely dies in the flood. You know, there's no proof of that, but he, the, the year's the same, so I'm believing that he died in the flood. And then Methuselah gives birth to Lamech. Lamech is going to give birth to Noah. There's nothing really special said about Lamech but there is one thing about Lemek. Lemek only lives to be 777 years old. He also dies five years before the flood. Now, I've sometimes wondered about this. You know, why did he die before the flood? And I heard a pastor one time say it, and I kind of think it might be true, is God took Lemek to not give Noah a hard time when Noah had to leave him out of the ark. Because you can imagine what it would be like to have to tell your father and mother, no, you can't, you know, you're not, you're not coming in, or to, to hear them outside the ark yelling as the doors were sealed. Now that's speculation, but it makes sense to me that God was making it easier on Noah to, to deal with. But he died five years before the flood. And... Then we get Noah. Noah's name means he shall comfort. And we look at this when he was born. Lemex said, and he called his name Noah in verse 29, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. The ark, which we're not going to get too much into it because that's a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks yet. But the ark represents salvation in the middle of all the flood and the, and the persecution. 
It represents that. And in one sense, Noah represents Christ as the one who builds the protection of, of the ark and draws everybody into it through the one door that they had. So he was the comfort for the world. Now, in Hebrews, it tells us that he preached while he built this ark. His job, he knew, was to build the ark of protection, but he knew his job was also to try to get people to come into the ark. <laughs> okay? You build a boat that is 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, three stories tall, and fill it with animals, which didn't take very much of that room because, it, because of the, the types, and we'll talk about more of that later on. But there was room for a lot of people to come into the ark. There was opportunity for lots of people to get into the ark if they would just have believed the message. Of course, the message was awful hard. It's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. Well, what's rain? That's water coming down from the sky. Oh, you're, what have you been drinking and smoking? It's not been raining, okay? And it's going to tell us that. So his message was hard for them to believe. Is the gospel message any harder for, for people to believe in our day? Everybody is headed to hell because of your sin. Real simple. You know, how many people are going to heaven because, of, because they burned it? Zero. Nobody is going to earn heaven. Because the wages of sin, singular, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So when a person sins, they deserve hell. And that is what they're going to get without Jesus. But that message is still just as hard today to preach as it, is, as it was in, in, the, in uh, Noah's preaching. Now, we're going to have rain. God's judging this world. He's going to flood the whole world. Well, what's rain? You've got to remember, they'd never seen rain. Rain was something that was totally strange to them. And Noah's building this great big boat in the middle of a plain. Now, I don't even know if they knew how to, what boats were in the first place, but, but if they did, you, did, you don't build a boat in the middle of Golden Valley. <laughs> Not a ship, anyway. <laughs> We're going to build this ship. <laughs> so, if they knew about boats, it was still the wrong place to build it. And he had this message. Repent. Turn to God. He's going to judge. Judgment is coming to this world again, too. Jesus died so that we could be saved. Noah is part of this righteous line. It's going to build that boat. Build that salvation with one door of entry. And when God closed the door, nobody else could come in. Nobody else could come in. There's coming a time when God's closing the door to this world. And the church will be taken. Just as Enoch was taken from this world. He is a picture of the church being taken out of the evil world before judgment. And we're going to see this time, I believe, in our lifetime. Of course, that's been said forever, I know, but I believe because I've read the scriptures that it seems very much that we are at that time of days like Noah where people are doing what's right in their own eyes. Everybody does what their imagination believes, and it's getting worse. Most of the people in this room are old enough to know that the things that are going on in this world we never dreamed would happen in our generation. We never dreamed that it would get this, this bad. Some people are old enough when you, to remember that you didn't even have to lock a door of your house or, or lock things away because people were generally honest enough to, that your, your stuff wouldn't disappear. Nowadays, if you don't lock your doors, you're going to find your house empty or your car empty or gone. 
It's so important that we see how far sin has come. God is going to judge. He's going to, he must judge because he is righteous and holy. He judged Jesus. He put all the pain on Jesus so that we would be able to come to him and be accepted to him. Jesus is that ark. He was the ark that anybody could go to. But only a small percentage will go in. Jesus said, many are called, but few are chosen. Few people will come to him for his forgiveness. And when they stand before God at the white throne judgment, they will be without excuse because he'll say, I did it. I gave you the opportunity to get out of this. And, they, and you rejected me. The unpardonable sin to reject Jesus Christ. Because without him, you do not enter heaven. And so we look at this. This is just that presetting of this line that leads to Christ. The line that leads to God. The line that is going to be the righteous line of man. But they've all lived and, and worked with each other. They've overlapped each other for so many of these ones. Of the nine generations through, through there, most of them lived all the way into Noah's life. Except for two. Or, say, excuse me, three. Enoch died before. <laughs> Enoch was translated before that happened. But the righteousness of God. And if you don't know Jesus, and we, we need to know him, he's the only way to heaven. And you just admit that you're a sinner. You admit that you deserve punishment. And you thank God for, for his sacrifice and repent of your sins and, and ask him to come into your heart and get saved. So we're going to close in prayer. and we'll sing a couple songs. Then we're going to do the baptism. Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity we have. We thank you for your word showing us the righteous line that you developed that will be there to help save this world. And we just thank you that you cared enough, that you died for our sins that we should, so that we should be able to go to heaven. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.